Welcome to the Business Playdate, a podcast hosted by Lindsay White and Betsy Moorhead, two internet strangers turned business besties. We're two marketing professionals living across the country, raising our kiddos while running our own individual businesses. We built these businesses based on our experiences working in corporate management roles with the end goal to be able to show up for our families first. And we did it. We're so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business Play Day. We are on episode number two of our productivity hack series. And I'm really excited about this one. This one is going to have, I think, the most tangible tips that you can literally just take and run with starting as soon as you listen to this podcast episode. Yeah. And today is all around optimizing your workflows and your focus. Yes. Get out your pen and paper, take some notes, type into your phone. This is a good one. This is a good one. All right. So do you want to kick it off? I'll kick it off. I'll try. Um, Okay. So the first tip is categorizing your work days to maximize productivity. We've talked about this a little bit before and I absolutely love it. And I've been trying to implement this too, but exploring the benefits of categorizing your work days on a focused effort. So like having an email day or having a content day or having a phone call day, like like that is going to help your productivity levels so much at the end because you can really get in a good flow state and hyper focus on one task at a time or one like one one thing at a time. That I have been doing this and it has been so monumental. I mean, even so yesterday, um, my son, his birthday was yesterday. And so mm-hmm. I had to like, I needed to go to the store. I needed to get stuff for his birthday party. And I was like, oh, I'll just bring my laptop and I'll find a coffee shop and I'll pop in and I'll work for like an hour and then I'll get all this stuff done. And then when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, that's such a waste of time because Mm -hmm. then my brain has to be in two places Mm -hmm. like that day when I could just focus all my energy on knocking out the birthday party stuff. And then today is like a full content day where I'm like not having to, I don't know, figure out if things for his birthday party this weekend because I know I did it yesterday. And it's just like all day content. Like we're building content right now for the podcast. And then Mm -hmm. after this, you know, I can go in and make a reel if I want to because I'm in this content flow state. So I love doing this. Like Mondays are my meeting day. So I do client meetings on Mondays. And that's been a game changer too because I know on Mondays, like I'm probably not going to get very much off my to-do list. I'm actually probably going to add a lot to my to-do list. But all of that client interfacing is kind of done. So I know that I'm not, I'm probably not going to get oddball requests the rest of the week because they gave them all to me on Monday. Right. Like they heard from you. They, they started their week by getting emails and having meetings and all of that. You kind of set your client up for success for the week too, because now they don't have to wonder like, yeah, what they're going to hear what's from going you. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this. I've been trying to, ever since you talked about this on several episodes ago, I think, um, I've been trying to do this too, where I use like Thursday and Friday as flex days, I call them. So I, I really am productive Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with Monday being like you were just saying, like a lot of like communication, like get things done. I don't do calls on Monday usually every now and then, but I try to do calls on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, mostly Tuesdays. And if I need to, I'll flex and do something on a Thursday. But I like using Thursday and Friday as flex days personally, because if I don't have a ton of work to get done, then that frees up like, oh, I'm going to go grocery shopping because I don't do that on the weekends. Or I'm going to like make today, like clean out the closet day or change, you know, these kids grow so damn fast, like change out their, their drawers days. I like to do a lot of that on Thursdays and Fridays to go and kind of like prep for the weekend. So then it's not so 
crazy and we can just really enjoy like family time on the weekends. So this is definitely a sidebar, but you brought up a point that I'm definitely struggling with lately. And that is when we lived in Florida, I had childcare most days from like eight to three. Mm -hmm. And now I have childcare from like nine to one. And so I'm losing that kind of morning hour doesn't really matter as much, but I'm losing these two hours in the afternoon. And that's when I did a lot of that household stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm really trying – because I feel like I've gotten really good at like focusing – figuring out how to set my focus and intentions for the day from a work perspective. But getting into, okay, when am I going to fit in the closets? When am I going to fit yeah. in the grocery – grocery shopping has been a huge struggle for me. So I don't know if like it's an Instacart is something I need to just start like capitalizing on or what. But mm-hmm. that's definitely something as we progress through the podcast, we can listen to the progress that I have made in figuring out how to get my household running that. smoothly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And this isn't something that I've been doing for a long time. Um, really just since, I don't know, like two or three months have I really been like, okay, I I need I need to figure out when this is because then I was stressing myself out over the weekends being like, oh my gosh, like I haven't gotten anything done around the house because I've been trying to just work all day every day, you know, when they're right. at school versus no, like the whole reason I started this was so that I could have the flexibility to do both. And so I totally, I, yeah. Like I remember it, it, when we had that conversation, it was like a big come to Jesus moment for you where you were like, oh my gosh, I don't need to be working all the time. And it was like, I think really breaking a corporate mindset. It was, yes. And if you are leaving corporate soon and you're listening to this or you are have just left corporate and you're starting your own business, please know the the, the worst thing you can do for your productivity is try to be working from nine to five every day. Yes. Like, yes. Think about it from like when you were sitting at your desk job, you got all your work done in probably two hours. Yeah. And then if, if for me personally, I was in my coworker's office chit-chatting yeah. or chit-chatting. doing hour, hour plus lunches, having coffee together. Like not that we weren't doing our jobs, but our jobs didn't require working eight hour days. No. And I think too, I mean, it's funny that you bring up how you were chit-chatting or you were going to grab coffee and it's that's actually still part of your job, especially in Mm -hmm. corporate. Like you need to be networking with people at the firm and like you're making a name for yourself there. And that's part of your corporate journey. Mm -hmm. And in the last episode, I mentioned how we did a little market research. That was a huge area that a lot of our listeners are struggling with is like networking. And I think because most of our listeners probably came from a corporate job where you're doing that. You're yeah. having the coffees, you're building those relationships, you're networking, you're making a name for yourself within your company. You're regularly going to meetings in person during the day in a conference room with other people around the table. Yes. yes. And it's so much more difficult to do that in this capacity that we are now working in, um, which I think is something that we'll be talking a lot more about in future episodes, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a hard thing to navigate. Well, even on like this, this tip, right, of like um, – categorizing your work days, make one of your days a networking day. Yes. One of your days could be where, oh, okay, today's the day where I'm going to schedule in a coffee date with a friend. It doesn't even have to be business related. It's just like today is the day I'm going to go catch up with someone on for lunch. Get out of the house. Schedule that into your day. Make that a, a, a like a pivotal part of your week where you get out of the house and you are actually seeing other people, whether it's from a business perspective or just a life perspective. I think that's a really kind of brings it all full circle. 
So last night, our we have these two neighbors who are like a decade younger than me, and they're the <laughs> sweetest things. Um, I love them so much. They're so fun. So anyways, they came over to celebrate my son's birthday with us and have cake and candles and all of that. And my husband did all of the bedtime duties, all of the cleanup of the kitchen, which was super sweet. And at the end of the night, I was like, hey, thanks so much for, you know, just taking care of all of that. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's totally fine. Like you needed some adult interaction. I could tell. <laughs> so like, I just wanted you to be able to talk with your friends. And I was like, thank you for, thanks for like, I felt like that was just so out of his normal capacity of like, hey, I noticed that you needed adult interaction because you uh-huh. don't talk to adults most of the uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. So that was like really that nice. That was so sweet. Brownie points. Right? I love that. Yeah, that was, so sweet. That was nice. That was very sweet. Well, um, what's our second tip? Tip, tip number two is email efficiency. So managing different email addresses. This is something I started about, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, I have different email addresses for a lot of different things. So my old email address before I got married is like my maiden name. And mm-hmm. when I switched to my new personal email address with my new last name of White, I took that old email address and I transitioned it over to just my spam email. So anytime I sign up for something, anytime I get a freebie, anytime I like that kind of stuff all goes to that old like junk, if you will, email address where it's like stuff. I mean, sometimes, yes, I sign up for people's content frequently that I value and I find interesting, but I'll go to my email and I'll search it out. And that's how I know if it's something that is a course that I should um, invest in because I'm going to an my junk email address. I'm searching it out. Um, But it helps keep that mental space kind of like free from all of the billions of emails that come in every day. That's so Um, smart. I'm really bad at that. I know. So I have that. I have the junk email. Then I have my personal email, which is for just like family, school things for the kids, uh, like church, like just like the emails that I get that are stuff that I do need to know know about about. for my normal life moving forward. Um, and then I have my business email address. So I actually have a couple of email addresses for my business as well. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a generic one that's for kind of like the public. And then I have my email address for myself, like Lindsay at, that mm-hmm. helps for like anything that's me personally. Like my clients have me personally. My Anything that's like founder, CEO related, it's me personally. But if it's just a generic person reaching out for like a PR request or mm-hmm. a sales pitch, like they're going to get like the what's on your, on your website, like contact yes. or whatever. Yeah. I yes. love that. I'm so terrible at this. When I first, like about a year into my business, I hired a, a wonderful, hi, Amy, um, VA. And she was, one of the things she was really good at was email inbox management and like organization and bless her heart. Like she tried so hard, but my email inbox is so terrible and I need to be better with this because I have, I've had the same personal email address since before I got married. And so I have had that for years. Like that's, that's my, it's wow. It's like the same, like it's an abyss. It it is. And it's like the same, actually the, 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 like, the front part of the email address went from at Yahoo to at Gmail because I moved over to Gmail when I left college because I just used my college email for everything. And then I was like, oh, I can't use Yahoo anymore. Nobody uses Yahoo. Um, you want to know who uses Yahoo? My husband. He still has a Yahoo email address. So um, funny. My mom, my parents still have Yahoo email addresses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then when I started my business, I just did like a generic Gmail address for random things. But then I was finding like, oh, I don't want to go. And like once I st- established the like at Betsy Moorhead um, 
domain. I was like, I don't want to like have to go through and like re-sign up for everything. So I just connected those two inboxes and now it's just a disaster in there. Oh my gosh. The thought that's terrifying. It's terrifying. And so thankfully I am like, I still have that. I think we talked about it last episode. Like I still have that like corporate mindset of like an email comes in and I check it. That's just like how I am. It works best for me. And even if it's an, I don't have email notifications on my phone anymore. I took that off completely whenever I had my second daughter and I was still working part-time for an ad agency. And I was constantly getting emails because I was on maternity leave, but like I wasn't like, I was still getting emails and I was like, I'm on mat leave. Like I need to like not have my notifications on. And I've just never turned them back on. And honestly, like that's helped with my productivity a lot because I'm so ingrained in checking an email as soon as it comes in and seeing if I need to just get it off my desk. But um, back bringing this back to what you were saying, this is a wonderful tip. And if you don't do it, you should. And I need to like, I have all my pens in my hand right now. I'm going to write it down because I need to be better about my email inbox. So if you are listening to this and you are good at taking something that's chaotic as hell and making it nice, better, hit me up. <laughs> You're welcoming the DMs right now, Betsy. My DMs are a mess too. (laughs) Um, All right. Tip number three, setting timers and enhancing task completion. So I think this was actually your tip that you brought. I'm not a timer person. So tell us about this. I am such a timer person. We use timers with our children all the time. Well, with the older one, the baby doesn't understand that stuff yet. But um, if I know that like I need to get something done or I'll look at the clock and say, okay, I'm giving myself an hour to get X, Y, and Z done. And I do this a lot with housework too. Like, um, I think I like boxed you the other day and I was like, okay, I have an hour before I need to leave the house. I'm going to get da 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 done. And I'm just saying this out loud so that I hold myself accountable. I will. I'll, I'll say, okay, I'm giving myself 20 minutes to, you know, go fold some clothes, put them away. Uh, yeah, right. Put them away. Um, load the dishwasher, (laughs) all of that. And, and if I can give myself like a little bit more than I think I need, like 30 minutes, then I usually get it done in like 15 or 20. And then it just kind of like helps me realize this isn't that daunting of a task. Right. It's getting started. So I think sometimes setting the timers makes me feel like I'm – Like you have comp- to start. Like I have to start or I'm accomplishing something and like, you know, not that I like get a prize at the end, but I'm like trying to beat the timer, yeah. you know. And, and so we do this with our kids too. Like Ellie is very like um, – timer motivated when it comes to bedtime. So, you know, instead of being like one more episode of Bluey, because we let her watch a little TV before she goes to sleep, um, we'll go, okay, you know, we set the timer for five minutes and she doesn't know what five minutes is, but like, you know, we're, yeah. I try to show her like a visual timer. They, they, te- I follow, um, like big little feelings taught this a lot, like the visual timers, mm-hmm. like you can buy them on Amazon where like you actually crank them and it shows the kid like how right. it's counting down. But I just show her like on the iPhone, there's like a visual timer of it going around yeah. and I'll show her, I'll be like, okay, I've set the timer. Look when this orange circle gets all the way over here, it's going to be time to go to bed and yeah. you're going to hear it go off. And so, um, anyway. It, it works. It, it's a good little hack for me. I, I enjoy it. Um, and I like that. it helps with like those little minute tasks too. Like we were talking about last time, like those little quick things that you, you think are going to take forever and it's just like so hard to get started, but right. Um, they really don't take that long at all. So set a timer. yeah, love it. Yeah. All right. Tip number four is body doubling and brain dumping. So I have a question about this. Uh-huh. This is also mine. This is this also yours, yes. 
I know what co-working is. Mm-hmm. Is that what body doubling? What is body doubling? In my mind, it's like getting another one of you. <laughs> yeah. So I had never heard of this term until I posted a reel a couple months ago that was like something that I was finding that was helping me be productive was I would record myself working for content purposes to use in like a real situation or to post somewhere or just like to have clips, you know, like sometimes just to capture like B-roll. And I was finding that um, by putting my phone on the tripod and, and recording myself doing the work, I was getting the work done quicker, more efficiently, and my phone was occupied. So I wasn't distracted by my phone because it was huh. over somewhere else on the on the on the tripod. And so anyway, I posted this and I was like, my top business productivity hack, record yourself doing the thing or whatever. And somebody commented and they were like, it's kind of like body doubling. And I had to Google what it was. And body doubling is um, basically where somebody is physically with you while you're doing the work or you're co-working like on on like a Zoom together, but you are like in a space with somebody else and it makes you feel like you're able to actually focus and get the work done because somebody else is around you. It works really well for apparently people with ADHD who have a hard time focusing um, because you feel like you owe it to that other person to be that productive makes sense. in that moment. Doesn't that make sense? And so yeah. um, I have a little bit of the the ADHD myself. And so I do find that this does work really well. I've never been a big like, um, coworker on like a, a zoom type of thing. But when I go, I've gone, I used to go quite a bit to, um, a coworking space. Uh, I can't think we work. I used to go to, we work a lot. And I did find that when I was sitting out there in like the room with other people who I did not know, I was very productive. Also, I was like coworking with a, a former, employer of mine in like a small room and we were sitting right next to each other. We were working on separate things. We'd both be like even having meetings like separately. Um, but I was very productive during those times. So yeah, it's called that body makes doubling. Sense. It does sound like kind of like spy, like, you know, you're, a spy. you're like body yeah. doubling. Um, but it's just another word I think for co-working and okay. um, it's like a mental thing. It's like kind of a like psychological aspect. Of- well, you know what's funny is like we talk a lot about how we're people pleasers and like that's kind of like a people pleasing mentality thing where it's like you yeah. have this other person and you don't want to let them down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, like body doubling and brain dumping, I think these were like categorized together because they're streamlining processes. And so brain dumping mm-hmm. is like the second part of this. But um, I also find it very cathartic to just like – brain dump like in a moment like like sometimes even just with a pen and paper just like writing out all these ideas all these thoughts that I have and it just helps me like streamline a process um one of the things too and I know we both have talked about Chelsea Joe a lot but in like her systemize your business course mm-hmm. um there's another version of like Meister task that is called mind master Meister oh yeah mind or something like that and it's basically like a, a a mind mapping software where you can just brain dump and then mind mind uh what is uh, mind map everything out into like yes. a, a, a flow state and yes. so um anyway these are things that i'm learning about as i attempt to be a bit more productive um and i just find that they make a lot of sense it's just it can feel really daunting to like sit there and brain dump all these things. For sure. Like, I don't even know where the hell to start. Like, What comes out of my so brain daunting. first? Right. And, but if you dump it all out there, I mean, it's almost like getting – it takes half of the pressure away because you're like, okay, now I know what I've got and I just need to get these off the list. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So these are just two two things that kind of help you streamline the process, get you like really hyper-focused and get things out of your head and on paper or like you said, like, you know, feel like you're accomplishing something that someone else is in the room with you and like you're, you sh- you're owing them something, right? By kind of being productive in that moment. So Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. super helpful. Well, as a recap, these four tips today – Categorize your workdays, you know, to create maximum productivity for yourself. Email efficiency, managing different email addresses. Setting timers so that you can enhance your task completion. And streamlining tasks, you know, body doubling, co-working, brain dumping. Love it. These are such good tips. Like these are four things that our listeners can literally take and go do right now. Like go set a timer. Go create a new email address. Yeah. You, Betsy, go set a new email address. Oh, God bless it. I will. I will. Well, we will see you all next week for um, episode three of this series. And if you haven't, go leave us a review. We'd love it. Appreciate it. We'd love to hear what your favorite tip was in the reviews. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.